Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4patriots, the number 4, patriots.com slash on the right. You know, de- definitely I'm pro-life, you know, but I'm also pro-choice for anything that comes in this world. We all have choices to make, good and bad, um, but if we don't have that... Wait, ability- wait, 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 hang on, let me hit... Rewind, hit play, say, okay, you're pro-life, and I heard, say it again, but... But, you know, I'm also available for people to make their own choices. You know, being being pro-choice is, is, a, is a valuable tool that we have as human beings and being able to live our life in the Lord's grace. We have that choice to make good decisions and bad decisions. Weird, I know. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. So this is very, very touchy, and I apologize to people that don't agree with it, but I, I love the sanctity of life. I, I couldn't value it Good more. Good to hear. Absolutely. And with that, however, based on circumstance, just as this goes in line in a lot of ways with survival with the vaccines. You don't want to force somebody to get a vaccination that might end up killing them, giving them blood clots. You don't know. On the other side, being pro-choice, you, you don't know the circumstance. And there's very crazy circumstances out there that might, you know, present that the woman needs to be protected because of circumstance that's out of our control. Are you glad your mom yeah, well, was pro-life? Uh, yeah, uh, well, of course. Okay. Naturally. Of course. All right. Who's Larry? Who's Curly? And who's mowing here? Huh? <laughs> Hey, uh, we got our headphones switched around. I'd like to welcome in the studio Power Talks' uh, very own Executive Director, Right to Life of Central California, John Girardi. Happy Friday. Thanks for uh, fixing the headphone situation in here, Trevor. That was a very acrobatic move on your part as well, we were all tangled hey, up. And hey, that's what I do. You're a, it's like you're a broadcast professional or something. Councilman Gary Bredefeld, welcome in, sir. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Good to have both of you here, and I'm so sad that we have to have this conversation in America. You would think with... Maybe someday we're going to get some kind of technology that's going to show where, I don't know, can we take a picture inside a mom? Won't that, I think once we'll get that technology, John. Yeah, you'd think that, ultrasounds would have changed. Well, the you'll think that, well, it's coming one day. We'll have that kind of technology where we can see that. Uh, Councilman Bredefeld, look at my little granddaughter. Look at that new 3D imagery. Yep. Can you see the face? You can almost see what color eye she has inside Absolutely. her mommy's tummy. Go. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that 3D. Looks, looks fantastic. Is this Isn't a new that, grandchild? Or? Yeah, third one. All right. Congratulations, Travis. Isn't that great? And look at that. That's a human life I just yeah. showed you guys. Not yeah. a clump of cells. Yeah. No. <laughs> not, not, a, not a choice, not a uh, clump of cells, et cetera. Yeah. Well, listen, I know you guys had a great uh, campfire sit down last night, but uh, let's talk about this. The City Council of Fresno, Councilman Bredefeld, explain the resolution and then what broke today. Well, this is a resolution brought by two radical uh, lunatics, uh, Councilmember Esmeralda Suri and Miguel Arias, 
Um, and they are basically promoting abortion. They want the city of Fresno to officially take a stand supporting abortion. They call it uh, reproductive freedom, but it's basically, if you read the resolution, it's about uh, abortion. I mean, they uh, brazenly say it's wonderful that one in four women under the age of 45 have had an abortion, uh, and they want Congress to continue to promote abortion, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, I think part of it is is a motivation on Saria's part. She's running for the Assembly. She's trying to get money from the abortion uh, industry. Uh, but they brought it on uh, two weeks ago and pulled it at the last minute. They put it on again this week and just moments ago uh, pulled it again, irrespective of their the games, whatever they're doing. Is that uh, normal to have resolutions on, off, on, off? No, no, it's not normal at all. And who, who got to them? Where they feel some pressure? Oh, I don't know if, if you know. I don't think anybody got to them. Uh, whatever the agenda is, I don't know, but I can tell you. Uh, come Tuesday, and we'll talk about it at ten o'clock outside City Hall. Uh, lots of people and community leaders and religious leaders are going to be meeting and rallying and speaking out against this uh, this evil. Uh, abortion, as well as this proposed resolution, which uh, we need to speak out uh, against. Indeed. John Girardi, I'm going to read here, and I want your take on this. Sure. this is, there's like 20 whereas, whereas mm-hmm. proclamation. I'll read one of the whereases. Whereas these decisions have saved lives, strengthened families, and enabled individuals to participate more fully in society, and we must guard against efforts to erode the availability and affordability of abortion and the protections of by Roe v. Wade. That almost sounds like something Central California Right to Life would put out, that you save lives and you strengthen families, but well, they're yeah. using it on their side. I, yeah, well, the, I, the the disconnect of abortion is specifically to prevent a family from being expanded and to, to not to save a life, it's to, to end a life. Uh, the, I think one of the key buzzwords in there was availability, and the other word you see throughout this resolution is accessibility. And that's very specifically chosen language. This is the word accessibility is a key phrase that's being used by the pro-choice side throughout the country. It's no longer that abortion should be safe, legal and rare. It's that abortion should be safe, legal and universally accessible. And basically any hindrance to someone being able to access abortion, whether that means I can't afford it, so the state should pay for it. Um, I can't get to an abortion clinic. So uh, have abortion pills sent through the mail or uh, pay for travel to go get an abortion. It also ties in really well with the agenda that Governor Newsom has expressed in the last month or two, that he wants California to be a sanctuary state for abortion. He sees a future where Roe is overturned, a bunch of red states likely outlaw abortion, and he wants California to be a magnet for abortion tourism, to provide out-of-state people with medical coverage for abortion to pay for their travel to pay for their lodging these are all proposals uh that he has he put together this commission called the california future of abortion council uh these are all initiatives that they've proposed so this resolution isn't just coming out of you know thin air it's not like you know council member soria just woke up one morning and said aha let me draft a resolution here this is very this is clearly Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. 
You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Very well coordinated with statewide efforts. Uh, to, as as the buzzword says, to expand universal access to abortion. You know, they put in here uh, to participate, it allows individuals to participate more fully in society. Councilman Bredefeld, that sounds like uh, they'll never have to find a babysitter again. They got rid of that problem. Well, that's right. They will have gotten rid of what they perceive as a problem. It's not a problem to people who are sane and rational and understand there's a blessing from God when you have a pregnancy. Uh, they never talk about uh, foster care. They never talk about adoption. It's only about killing babies. And now, uh, it used to be, as you said, safe, legal, and rare. Now you want they want to kill babies right up until the moment they're born. Uh, so it, it is an evil. It's a genocide. It's an infanticide. We need to call it out for what it exactly is. And uh, the fact that these two uh, lunatics brought it forward before... Uh, in a resolution, plan on bringing it back again. I can assure you this won't be the last time. We need to stand up as a city, as a community, and say, that, no, not in this city. You're not going to do the same thing that West Hollywood did uh, with their resolution and their, their proclamation. It's not going to happen here. And uh, if you want to go get dollars from uh, these abortion uh, advocacy groups, go do it. But it's not going to happen in the city of Fresno. Safe, legal, rare. You both mentioned that. You know why they had to stop saying that? Because you, you, anybody on our side could say, why should it be rare? Explain. Well, right. I mean, if, if abortion is just basic health care, which is what that, that that's another thing that they're asserting abortion is health care, which is another key sort of phraseology that uh, the pro-choice side uses, um, even though it's not. I mean, healthcare involves fixing something that is wrong with the human body, correcting something that is wrong. Pregnancy is not an illness. It's not something to be corrected. Uh, abortion is not healthcare treatment in that sense, strictly speaking. Um, but if abortion is just basic healthcare, if it's nothing more, you know, if there's no moral component to it, more or less than an appendectomy or, you know, I, I don't know, any other healthcare procedure, uh, then why should it be rare? Exactly. And, and thus, this is why the left has gone away from the language of safe, legal, rare. They want it to be safe, legal, and accessible. They want it to be fully funded. If, if abortion is basic health care, then it should be covered by insurance. And you, you should mandate that insurance companies cover it. And that's what's happened in California. So it's these. this whole resolution is just suffused with these little rhetorical tricks that the pro-choice side has been doing. Abortion is health care. Accessibility. Um, you know, all of these sort of euphemisms they use to, to further advance their agenda. And I think it would be disastrous for the city to adopt this resolution because of the kinds of precedents it would set uh, for future, you know, council decisions or votes or possible, you know, contracts the city might sign with, with an entity or something like that. Well, I think uh, you both made good points here in Councilman Bredefeld when I was saying why, well, why this matters, why would they do this? You said, well, of course, he wants to run for the assembly. And you, uh, John, bringing up Newsom's Abortion Hotel California, mm-hmm. there you go. She's trying to, right? She's trying yeah. to make him happy up there? Of course. Well, she's trying to get into the assembly. She got... Uh 
her ass whipped against Jim Costa. And uh, now, and he got a big endorsement from Planned Parenthood absolutely. when he was running against her. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is all about her, her evil politics as well as supporting this evil practice. You know, th- there's almost 900,000 abortions in the United States, Trevor. And uh, that's almost a million lives every year that are just snuffed out by this evil industry. And that's what these these lunatics want to promote. You know, the top of the hour, Fox News. And yes, it's important. Uh, nine, we reached the 900,000 mark with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do this every single year. And every it's only year. it's only going to grow. And polls show that the majority aren't for what's allowed right now. Yep. Uh, we're in the majority with, with our views on this. Uh, well, Republican Party. There are Democrats, though, that do, don't want it to the, let's light the Empire State Building up and celebrate yep. up mm-hmm. till the last, what do you call it, John, the last... Uh, Miracle uh, inch? Yeah, the the, the the miracle two inches of the birth canal or whatever that uh, takes you from being a clump of cells to a you know an American citizen and a valued member of society. Um, but I think you're exactly right, Trevor, that there's this big disconnect, even among people who identify as pro-choice, who identify as Democrats, between what their leadership advocates for, which is nine months of legal abortion for any reason, versus what rank-and-file Democrats want. Like, the vast majority of Democrats don't support third-trimester abortion. The vast majority of Americans don't support abortion even after the first trimester. A large majority of Americans don't support public funding for abortion. And all of that is being full-throatedly endorsed by this resolution, which really, I think, leads one to ask sort of a second-order question is, uh, why would the city of Fresno be be supportive of this when... I, you know, yes, we have a, a kind of left-leaning city council, but I don't think this is reflective of the views of the city of Fresno at all, especially with as many Latino voters as there are in Fresno, who even if many of them are Democrat, I don't think they're this radical on the abortion question at all. Well, I, so. I, I didn't think that Republicans, especially Catholics, were. We have two running. We're going to come back. <laughs> Fresno City Councilman Gary Bredefeld, Power Talks, John Girardi. Also, he's the executive director, Right to Life of Central California. More next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Well, he decided to come in an hour early. Power Talk's John Girardi in studio with us. He's also the executive director of Right to Life of Central California and Fresno City Councilman Gary Bredefeld. Gentlemen, thank you for coming in. I, I want your response to this now. The Republican Party plank, uh, we're all in agreement, is it's a pro-life party, yeah. correct? Yep. Right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, there's very few, I would say, pro-abortion Republicans. Can you think of anybody that's like big time serving that's come out? And Susan said, Collins, Lisa Murkowski. Murkowski um, those are the Liz biggies. Cheney. No, she's she's moderately pro. Yeah, she's pretty right. pro life. National, she, right. National Geographic rhinos. Okay, wait. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there they go. So I guess we have people running here in California, uh, two newbies to politics uh, here that are Republican and Catholic. Uh, Jeremy Price, I had him on yesterday, and I asked him about abortion. You know, de- definitely I'm pro-life, you know, but I'm also pro-choice for anything that comes in this world. We all have choices to make, good and bad, um, but if we don't have that Wait, ability, wait, 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 hang on, let me hit, rewind, hit play, say, okay, you're pro-life, and I heard, say it again, but... But, you know, I'm also available for people to make their own choices. You know, being being pro-choice is, is, a, is a valuable tool that we have as human beings and being able to live our life in the Lord's grace. We have that choice to make good decisions and bad decisions. 
Weird. I know. That was a bad decision. Uh, City Councilman Bredefeld, Republican voters out there, how important is it in California, do you think? I mean, is that is that where we are now? Well, I mean, I think most people um, are very pro-life and understand. Uh, and I think, you know, you showed me the picture uh, that you had. The I, ultrasound. I, yeah. The ultrasound. I think people see that now. They don't buy this no- notion of a clump of cells. They see how early it is that uh, the embryo is formed in the human being. And so I think that has changed some some minds and hearts as well, as well as they've also seen how crazy they've gone where it kill a baby at any stage of the pregnancy. That's where they're at now, uh, as luna, you know, as crazy as they are. Uh, but, you know, I, I would hope that uh, Republicans, if they're truly Republicans, support uh, human life and the unborn. John Girardi, I'll take your response to this yeah. uh, candidate here, Matt Stoll, running in the 22nd district. So this is very, very touchy, and I apologize to people that don't agree with it, but I, I love the sanctity of life. I, I couldn't value it Good more. Good to hear. Absolutely. And with that, however, based on circumstance, just as this goes in line in a lot of ways with survival with the vaccines, you don't want to force somebody to get a vaccination that might end up killing them, giving them blood clots. You don't know, on the other side, being pro choice you you don't know the circumstance and there's very crazy circumstances out there that might you know present that the woman needs to be protected because of circumstance that's out of our control are you glad your mom was pro-life uh yeah uh, well of course okay of course catholic republican your response (laughs) to that catholic republican well uh right to life essential california is a 501c3 so first of all just take this as not as a republican response but as a you know this is just the john girardi response obviously this is woefully inadequate and it's uh and you caught him in the obvious absurdity aren't you glad your mom was pro-life well can't you have some you know kinship with maybe another fetus like when you were a fetus that maybe you would Mm -hmm. hope that that you know if you were in that fetus's shoes uh it's just a dodge it's just a dodge to say you know well circumstance or or freedom or you know uh, believe in free no if we're talking about what are we talking about are we talking about two human being here two human beings here are we talking about one and a lot of these arguments seem to just stem from this assumption that there's only one human person's autonomy that's at stake here the woman's and we're just sort of gliding over the fact that this is a unique human organism with arms legs fingers toes dna you know 46 chromosomes and sort of allowing private governmentally governmentally sanctioned private violence uh against a member of the human family and that that's essentially what abortion is and and for some sort of libertarian response to say oh people need to be able to make their choices well no you don't get to make your choices first of all you don't get to make your own choices you know you don't get to make the choice to shoot up with heroin and you certainly don't get to make your choices for someone else's life i love my line yes i'm pro-choice the choice is shut your legs sweetheart we do have a choice and the choice that they make is always after claiming that fresno city councilman gary bredefeld if you uh want to tell everybody again tuesday the time, the place, and why they need to come out. Yes, Tuesday, 10 a.m. in the morning, right outside Fresno City Hall by the Fresno Veterans Memorial that we have right outside. Uh, We're going to have religious leaders, civic leaders, community leaders, many members of the community who oppose abortion uh, see this as an outrageous um, um, thing that these two council members are doing and want to stand for life and the protecting of the unborn. And uh, they feel, as we all do, that abortion is evil, it's genocidal, it's infanticide. And uh, 
we need to protect the uh, human life and the unborn. And that's why we're going to be there uh, whatever, whenever they bring this resolution back. Uh, we're going to be there then, and we're going to be there on Tuesday at 10 a.m. And the great thing that uh, why I support John Girardi so much is the compassion that they have. Listen, this is, there's somebody listening right now that either a man or a woman that's been involved in an abortion, and there's forgiveness, and there's healing, and you guys reach out to so many women that have yeah. either had it or are going through it, and it's out of love, man. Yeah. Well, between Right to Life uh, and our, our Rachel's Vineyard Post-Abortive Healing Ministry, our uh, Obrea Medical Clinics of Central California, which just opened this past month, um, if you're facing a difficult pregnancy, you don't have access to great health care, give us a call, 559-705-6911. So, say, say the number again, because somebody was like, oh, I didn't yep. get that. Hold on. Five, five, nine. Wait, wait, they're looking for the pin real quick. There Hang on. Go. Oh, right. They, uh, they got, got it. 559-705-6911. Okay. All right. Gary Bredefeld, he's going to be out there Tuesday, 10 a.m. City Hall, if you want to stand up for right to life. Absolutely. We welcome you. We look forward to seeing you there. John, thank you. I'll let you uh, go grab something to drink and come back on here in a half hour. Sounds good. Thanks, Trevor. Thank you, Councilman. Thank you. Hey, uh, we're going to talk to Breitbart's John Hayward. And what are we talking about? Belt and Road Biden next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board of the UN World Food Program. I was a lawyer for Boy Schiller Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though. Uh, no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else who was on the board, if not more. Breitbart's National Security Deputy Editor, Mr. John Hayward, on the show. John, happy almost weekend to you. To you as well. What a heck of a soundbite that was. Uh, you know, that, that's quite a resume, isn't it? Uh, you know, in, yep. in, England, anything on Indeed.com in many foreign languages. Uh, he made uh, he made some good pocket money, uh, did he not? I don't know. Has there ever, John, ever been a bigger story shut down like this? I mean, the clamp down on the Biden-China story is this the story of the age that we live in. And I look at it as treasonous. Let's get into uh, what you've been talking about here. Of course, uh, everybody... Uh, uh, that knows what's going on around here. Uh, no, Peter Schweitzer's new book, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Help, uh, Get Rich Helping China Win. And uh, you've been writing about this Belt and Road Biden. And I guess it's kind of a road show to get the Chinese uh, spread around the world and right here in America. How, how are they doing this, John? Well, the Belt and Road Initiative is China's big international infrastructure project. They're spending billions of dollars across the third world building railroads and power plants and whatever other infrastructure projects they can do. And because there's a lot of money involved, you have a lot of people like Hunter Biden flocking over there to get their piece of the action. And the Chinese threw a huge amount of money at Hunter Biden as part of this project. In one case, when they were trying to build a project in Greece, they pretty much hired him because of his Rolodex. They 
knew he had connections in the Greek government. They wanted him to make introductions. And so, as, as is always the case with Hunter Biden throughout his life, they just invented this fanciful, nonsensical job, and they gave it to him, and they gave him giant scads of money. And his whole thing was just to get them in tight with Greek officials so they could push this project. It didn't work, but they, they spent a lot of money on the attempt. And then the other big moment when Hunter crossed paths with Belt and Road was when he got hooked up with a Chinese energy company, a giant energy company called CEFC China Energy. And this company is the Chinese military. For all intents and purposes, this is a shell company, you know, kind of a, of a dubious, shadowy corporation that was founded by a guy named Yi Jianming, who was a former PLA officer, Chinese military. And this is, you know, the Chinese communist military pouring money into Hunter Biden's pocket. And as we know from his laptop, some of it went to Joe, according to Hunter. Oh, there's no lap. There's no laptop. I, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I would have seen it. There is the now infamous 10% for the big guy email that, that was basically Hunter saying that a chunk of a deal with this Chinese military energy company was going to be set aside for Joe. It, it's really surreal to read this. If you, if you go through Peter's book, you read these chapters, I think especially this one, since I've written a great deal about the Belt and Road Initiative myself, you're just kind of stunned. Like, how did this happen? How was this allowed to continue? How was Joe Biden allowed to run for president knowing this, knowing how deep his family is with all this Chinese money? It, it just makes your head spin. How could this guy possibly be in the White House? And how could Hunter Biden still be out there skipping from one big bucks opportunity to the next? Remember the last we heard of him uh, last year, he was doing these crazy finger paintings. He's just throwing blobs of paint in a canvas. And all these oligarchs are coming along and paying him more money than they'd pay for a Picasso to buy Hunter Biden's stupid paintings because that was the latest way to tuck money into the Biden's pockets. I, I mean, can you imagine if this if we flip the script, John, can you imagine if Trump Jr.'s laptop had emails that it was held by H for the for the big guy? Uh, I think we would think that might be Donald Trump. I don't think it'd be Governor Chris Christie. Well, it could be, but uh, we would think it would be Trump and it, it would be the biggest news story of of all time i mean they would still be running with it right i mean how okay let me ask you this john if, if this evidence is out there where are our elected uh republicans not screaming like you and and peter schweizer are uh you know the media on the republican side are, are talking about it where's our elected officials going crazy over this it's treasonous well if you want to get if you want to get really cynical about it and turn to other chapters of Peter's book, Red Handed, you'll find plenty of Republicans getting Chinese money, too. So there are some people in the party that probably don't really want to make a big production out of this. I think there might be other Republicans that feel like this story came and went. The laptop from hell, as it came to be known, Hunter Biden's laptop, was left at this computer company. The documents were exposed. It's a gigantic pile of smoking guns. This laptop is like an arsenal of smoking guns. And the media killed the story, and Joe Biden got elected. And there's there's just this sense that, well, it's kind of over now. But lately, there has been a little movement. Uh, last week, the New York Times was found to be filing Freedom of Information Act requests on some of Hunter Biden's activities. So maybe because of Peter's book, and maybe just as the story matures, you can see a little of the mainstream media starting to sniff around a little bit and act like they're a little interested. Thanks, guys. It's a year too late. You know, the election's over. But at least it seems like they're starting to admit there is a story here. Well, Trump's not in office and COVID is cooling. And they're going, what do we have to talk about? Hey, let's uh, pull out the old case, cold case file of Hunter Biden's laptop. On there, uh, you write here on Breitbart, John, at Belt and Road Biden, how Hunter helped China. Uh, hey, hegemonic, hegemonic scheme to overtake yeah, the, the, the U.S.? Did I pronounce that right? 
yes, that, that is exactly what it is, a hegemonic program by which China is building its own influence network across the third world with these infrastructure projects. And one of the things you got to know about this Belt and Road stuff is that a lot of what they build is junk. They build ridiculous projects that are incredibly expensive, that have no chance of ever making the money back that was plowed into them. And that leaves these third world countries indebted heavily to China. And China then calls in its markers on that debt, and they start getting naval bases, military bases long-term leases on, on public property. They're, they're pretty much just colonializing the, the third world well, using I, debt. What about America now? Maybe this was just, uh, as we say, fake news, but I heard back in the day that the Chinese owned the port of Long Beach. Do they? Was that ever true? I don't think that story was true, but there are plenty of Chinese possessions across the world, some in America. They have a lot of money. Oh, high-rises, do downtown buy. L.A., right? They own a lot of that, don't they? Yep. And you also have to be a little worried about the money that Americans are spending in China. Like one of the other parts of Red Handed discusses universities and how a lot of American universities have these investment funds that manage their endowments. And those funds do a lot of business in China. And the Chinese are not shy about using that sort of thing as leverage. They'll either explicitly or implicitly come to your company and say, you know, if you don't do what we want, you could lose all that business. We could make that go away. We, we could investigate your company for espionage. We could blow you up tomorrow. And they'll, they'll openly threaten it in some cases. They've done it many times with American companies to force them to do their bidding. And they can do it more subtly. And I think that is one of the reasons they have so much an incredible amount of influence over American education is because they have all this financial leverage over universities. And some of it comes from money that Chinese fronts donate to universities. But some of it comes from the fact that the university just has a lot of its money in China. And if they don't toe the line, all those investments could blow up tomorrow. If you're thinking, uh, wondering, do they really have the kind of influence? You hear John uh, Breitbart's National Security Deputy Editor, John Hayward, talking here about universities and John, the MBA, right? I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, doesn't that show how much influence that they have to have where general managers can't even speak up about Taiwan or the Uyghurs? Yep, Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets was destroyed as his career was ruined because he dared to do that and the Chinese objected to it. And, the, and it's fascinating to watch all of these woke basketball players, all these socially conscious social warrior crusader basketball players just take a knee for China, one after the next, like dominoes going down. All of a sudden, they're big mouths shut. All of a sudden, they, they don't have anything to say. When you're talking about actual honest-to-God slavery, China is taking slaves. And all these people that are supposed to be social justice warriors all of a sudden, their mouths are full of marbles, and they mumble and say, well, you know, China does a lot of things, and it's a different country, and who are we to say? And it's just amazing to, to watch this happen with a string of big-name celebrities, one after the other, one notable exception being Ennis Cantor. He renamed himself Ennis Freedom Cantor to make the point that he's never going to stop doing this. He's very critical of the Chinese government and what it's done to the Uyghurs, and it's, it's eventually going to catch up with them. They're going to keep pressuring NBA to shut them up until they do. He needs to look over his back when he moves around. Uh, yeah, well, I want to go back, John, to something you said a few minutes ago when I asked why Republicans aren't fighting this and making such a big deal about the the big guy and the laptop and Hunter Biden, you know, having a recording on his laptop as the beep uh, spy chief of China, refer, referring his client as the spy chief of China and recorded phone call. And you said, uh, well, there's Republicans when they leave office, you know, they start working with the Chinese. Wasn't it, weren't we up to like 20 something Republicans when they did leave congressmen, all of them, uh, many of them went and actually then started working and lobbying for the Chinese? 
Yes, and then a lot of Republicans that are not out of the government and Democrats, a lot of public officials, they wind up with investments that are controlled by China or in China, and they wind up with various entanglements. And one of the ones that that people frequently bring up that are concerned about this sort of thing is the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. His wife is Chinese. Her family does a lot of business with China, shipping company, a a lot of shipping business with China. And you don't really have to think that there is explicit payola orders, whatever. It doesn't have to be that explicit or blatant or sinister. It just makes you wonder that if a lot of these people have business interests that are interlinked with the Chinese government, how easy is it for China to pull those strings? Maybe without ever even saying explicitly, we expect you to do this or else we're going to mess up your bank account. They can just let it be known that certain policies are unacceptable. It will damage their business, which means it will damage your business, Mr. American politician, and you really don't want that. And China has mastered the art of using economic leverage in countless ways to accomplish its political goals. John, I I read here another uh, article on Breitbart. Uh, U.S. attorney, uh, the IRS has issued a grand jury subpoena to J.P. Morgan for Hunter and basement boy Biden's brother James for their bank records. And you're talking about the New York Times looking into this now. I I know you've been working on this a long time and knowing what's going on. But does it give you some uh, assurance that maybe somebody's going to be held accountable with the likes of the Times and uh, the IRS getting involved? The cynical part of me says no, that investigations like this tend to be quashed when they get too close to connected Democrats. They have, they're untouchable. They're bulletproof. And the, the government has been weaponized. These, these investigative agencies, they're very politically slanted. A lot of political people have positions of authority in them. There have been some slam dunk cases that have just disappeared. The, the infamous IRS scandal from the Obama years, that was blatant, open and shut use of the IRS as a political weapon. It was a slam dunk and nothing really happened. One or two people got fired, you know, and retired, and and nobody really suffered for any of that. So the cynical part of me says that some way will be found to end all this before anybody is in deep, deep trouble. But there is so much of this stuff out there, and you have to wonder if the ability of these people to quash indictments is ultimately going to extend to this much suspicious activity. And if they don't, then it's American people's job to be aware of this and to judge accordingly when you vote. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's uh, let's hear one more. I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. <laughs> well, at least he was honest. Probably not. Yeah, it wouldn't know. happen if my last name wasn't Biden. I don't know. He might have been on crack at the moment, and that's why he was just talking so freely. But, uh, John, listen, thank you uh, for your time here, and we love reading your continuation of this story. And like I said, I don't know if there's ever been a bigger story that's been shut down like this. But uh, keep up the great work. Is there anywhere else out there other than Breitbart you'd like to have uh, the listeners uh, follow you in this purged social media world? Well, Breitbart is my home for writing, and you can find me on Twitter at DOC underscore zero. John, thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. Appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me. You betcha. We'll talk to him again as this story uh, continues. Hey, there's a singer, a former number one hit. He's threatening to release more music if Joe Rogan's podcast isn't removed. Kind of funny, and we'll talk next. The Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk.
You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You know, uh, music is such an important part of our life. More than, I would even say movies, right? Uh, you don't normally see a movie and go, well, that really brings me back to a moment, unless it was a date at a theater kind of movie. But music is the soundtrack, they say, of our life, right? Uh, I thought it was completely hilarious. Uh, this next singer here, he, he said that he's going to threaten to release more music if Rogan's podcast isn't removed from Spotify. Uh, many of you are going to know this song. And before I play it, I'm going to give you a little background. Uh, he's a former British Navy SEAL, their version of whatever a SEAL is over there. So he's he's a tough dude. And after my, I, I, you know, yeah, the divorce wasn't even finalized, 2004. And I was working at Alice 105.9 in Denver, and I was doing nights. And they had the big window in the tech center looking out at the Rocky Mountains and it was a beautiful studio, and the lights would always be dimmed. I love dim lights. And I'd have to sit and listen to this song. I'd be like, and I couldn't drop it out because it was all computerized. And I was like, no, James Blunt, my life is not. My life is brilliant. It's horrible. Shut up. In the old days, we could just not play the song, but computer music, the music director would know if I bounced it out. Oh. My life is brilliant. He threatened he's going to release more. My love is pure. I saw an angel of that I'm sure. All right. Uh, he said if Spotify doesn't immediately remove Joe Rogan, I will release new music onto the platform. That song stuck, I, I tell you, that's stuck in my head. And you know what? After you go through something like that, you can look back and then you can be like, you know what? That, that that really actually is a great song, isn't it? You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Hey, he was a former Navy SEAL. You're beautiful. It's true. I like it now. I saw your <laughs> in a crowded place. Uh, really what that song is, go back if you've ever listened to what that song is. Uh, he goes out, and the radio version cuts out that he was high or something. Uh, he's high. He goes out, sees somebody, falls in love with him in in public, and doesn't even. They never even know he exists. It's all in his head. This romance of this beautiful woman he sees out, I think, in a crowded place, and uh, that's what the whole song's about. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to release more if they don't get rid of uh, Joe Rogan. Did you like the new change? Right. Uh, I don't know how the Kansas City racist Chiefs, the Chicago racist Blackhawks, the Atlanta racist Braves. How are they? How are they surviving? How are they living through the barrage of name changes? Uh, over here on my Blackstone Habits store, they got some hats hanging up there, and I don't know. It's probably a year ago. And uh, I saw a Redskins hat, and I thought, you know what? I better buy that for $9.99 because one day when they're going through, I hope, great-grandpa Trevor's house, uh, uh, one of the great-great, let's just hope great-great-grandkids goes, hey, look, a Washington Redskins. That's from the time when they were. So it's a classic that I that I purchased. The new name, the Commanders, right? 
And uh, one of the best lines <laughs> that I saw uh, about that, they uh, they said that it's uh, like the name that you would give in a movie or something where you didn't have the trademark of it, like Bob Euchre having to go, the Washington Commanders. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot like uh, the Washington Generals, isn't it? The team that took on the Harlem Globetrotters. Hey, what do you do for a living? I'm a pro basketball player. Really? I can tell. You're really tall. Who do you play for? Washington Generals. The, uh, Washington? Washington Bullets? Back in the day. No, Washington Generals. Oh, the, the one... The ones that take on the Globetrotters? Would it ever be a, wow, it would be a letdown, right? Because, you know, it was programmed to, you know, we know it was somewhat like wrestling, right? I mean, they gave it kind of an effort, and the Globetrotters were programmed to to win. But they were, I saw the Globetrotters in the Mid-South Coliseum. Had to be 1978 when Curly Neal, Metal Lark Lemon, uh, the whole bunch. That was at the time when they were like on Wide World of Sports on the aircraft carrier. I remember that. That game as well. So he said that name, Washington Commander, sounds like a, a fake name that would be in a in a movie or something, right? Oh, boy, I tell you. I wonder what John Riggins had to say about it. I think Joe Theismann, who actually his name was Joe Thiesman until he was in college, and it was a whole promo thing to get him uh, for the Theismann, get it? Joe Theismann rhymes with Heisman, so he changed his name. But anyhow, Joe Theismann announced on radio the new name, the Commanders. Oh, the weekend's here. Thanks to Asian Squires. God willing, we'll make it through the weekend. We'll be back Monday, 3 o'clock. John Girardi's going to head back in here. Enjoy your weekend, please. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right.